Blog Talk Radio. Live from Brooklyn, home of the skinniest jeans known to man, it's Blazin' Rye Radio. Tonight on the show, comedian and author Sean Broyles, plus the Blazin' Rye panel. And now, the curse of Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, Jamie Kennedy's long-lost twin brother and not Malibu's most wanted, Ryan Holmes. And 
uh, out of the wind tunnel, Michelle Kinney, what do you think? Sorry, I just got home. I've been babysitting all day. Um, let, let's talk about that fiscal cliff. I don't know what fiscal cliff means. <laughs> Wait. I, I still what don't are know you what saying? it means. The fiscal cliff, Michelle? I don't know what it means. Yes, hello? Hi. Okay, we can hear you now. Oh, sorry. I'm, I literally ran home. Um, <laughs> I I literally have no idea what fiscal cliff means. I've talked to people who work in finance. I know people who work in Washington that I've spoken to about it. I've asked my dad. I still have no idea what it, it means on, or what it, it is. It says on about.com, it's a popular shorthand Shorthand term used to describe the conundrum that the U.S. government will face at the end of 2012. That explains it all. Just the conundrum. Exactly. It explains, it explains absolutely a conundrum. nothing. Well, that, those are the sources that I go to. Michelle Kinney's dad, who thought there were aliens coming to get us in Orlando, <laughs> and, and about.com. Um, let's, let's move on to more important things like uh, Justin Bieber. Um, oh. So. Uh, Katie Brodnick, uh, Justin Bieber was uh, photographed allegedly, uh, well, he was photographed, not that wasn't alleged, yeah. but he allegedly was smoking <laughs> that reefer. Uh, what do you what do you really? think about that, Katie? He probably needs a break once in a while. I mean, it doesn't work for <laughs> you, me, but, like, my God, like, his life is so struck out. Also, he's, like, a tiny, tiny, like, adult. He's, like, a tiny little, like, intense adult. He probably needs it. Uh, he needs it. And, Michelle, uh, Katie made it sound like you could pick him up and put him in your pocket. Do you think uh, he's this, this is going to have a negative effect on, on his, uh, on well, on anything, on his stand, no. on his career? I don't know. Listen, I think if he was still 13 and making records, yeah, I think that there would be a bit of an issue. But I think that you're going to see the legalization or at least the, the decriminalization of marijuana probably in the next, what, five me like 10 years yeah. back. I don't think that mm-hmm. it, I mean, he, I smelled weed on the way to pick up the kids from school today. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's everywhere. I mean, if he was smoking crack, yes. Yeah. That might be a bit of a, an image changer. But uh, I think mm-hmm. in the meantime, I, listen, yeah, smoke What some, state was he in when he was smoking this? Do we know? What did you say, Katie? What state was he in? Is it legal wherever he was? I don't think so. I don't think it was legal. Uh, where, where was he? That is a good question. I feel like it was California. Um, is it legal there? Maybe. Did he have, like, an issue? He, oh, he was maybe in Newport has... Beach. It would be legal if he had glaucoma. Oh, yeah, maybe he has a little glaucoma. I'm like, maybe he yeah, has maybe he has glaucoma. <laughs> I mean, like, what? I, what I want to see is now his birth certificate and his medical records. That, you want to see yeah. the long-term, the long-form birth certificate? Yeah, I want to see the whole thing. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, and that, lastly, uh, Happy New Year to both of you. Michelle, hey. how did you celebrate uh, your new year? Well, it was pretty uneventful, I guess. I mean, I just, I was kind of like, ain't nobody got time for a big party. So I just uh-huh. went to, I went to the Roosevelt Hotel for a little bit hung out with my friends um, at midnight. I went to the roof of her apartment building, blew one of those little confetti poppers off the roof, and then... Um, <laughs> I, and then I, I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> oh, that oh, yeah. And His then, name uh, was Confetti Popper. <laughs> he was very nice. 
And then I'm no, you ain't had to take a popper. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> Mine's in the gutter, Ryan Holmes. Just kidding. You ain't um, never lie. I ain't never lie. Um, and then I strapped a feather boa around my neck, I, and I went out to uh, Hibernia on 50th and 9th and uh, had myself had myself a gay old time until about 5 o'clock in the morning. I, and this is this is the only bar where you could say have yourself a gay old time in Hell's Kitchen, and you don't mean homosexual. Uh, that's yeah, I mean kinda. <laughs> and Katie Brodnick, uh, how did you yeah. celebrate your New Year's Eve? We, I was with my badass husband, and we went to the Nas concert. It was really fun at Radio City. It was amazing. You went to what? The Nas concert. Oh, like a rapper. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, Sean, I see you on the line. Hang tight, buddy. Uh, The the Nas uh, concert. Now, I saw Nas once. Um, It was me and my friends from uh, home, me, Mm -hmm. Jaden, Tyrone, and Maurice, and we're going to uh, Foxwoods, and we schlep all the way there, and we Mm -hmm. schlep all the way back. (laughs) We didn't pay for the tickets, so that was good, and the tickets were like 65 bucks, but we used Javen's mom's casino points, but we got we got there and Nas performs five songs and we leave. Now, what was your concert better than that? I hope. Yeah, it was way better. We like counted down. I actually took a picture of him when the ball dropped instead of Alan. He's like, "Uh, we're supposed to kiss," and I was like, "I'm just so excited because I love him." Um, and it was like 75 minutes. Yeah, I wanted three hours, and I like wanted him to sit next to me and hold my hand and tell me about his issues with Khalees, but it didn't happen. I just like I wanted to hear all the stories. He had this like great song when he did the daughter's song that I love. He had this like video of his daughter. It was just so. Cute. It was like him, like, it's just adorable. You're like, you're such a dad. You rock star. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what, that sounds great, both of those. Uh, I was at what our friend. What did you do? What uh, did you do? I was at our friend Kevin Diamond's place, and there was a whole Ooh. big uh, hoopla over what station to watch at midnight. Um, you oh, know, and oh. there was, they were uh, Allison, uh, you know, uh, Bennett. She wanted the... Uh, um, the, the Kathy Griffin Anderson Cooper thing, and then right, she wanted uh, she wanted to see Kathy Griffin go down on uh, Anderson, <laughs> Anderson Cooper, and, right? And um, and her husband wanted the Carson Daly or, or or Dick. Anyway, it wound up on the Dick Clark, I believe. And do you guys know how the 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 Dick Clark show this year made me feel? No, tell us. Uh, a certain way. When you just don't know what you're feeling. You start to realize you're feeling a certain way. You feel a certain way. I feel a certain way. I said everybody's feeling a certain way. I feel a certain way. You feel a certain way. So many things that make me feel a certain way. Yes, they are going to continue to call it Dick Clark's Rocking New Year's Eve. I want the corpse of Dick Clark in a rocking chair rocking back and forth (laughs) the entire night. I understand that it's still Dick Clark's production company, but to have such a lively title for such a festive yearly event makes me feel a certain way. Take the death out of it by removing his name from the title. Just call it something else. Maybe they can call it the same boring shit as last year with a different number at the end. Even that sounds more celebratory to me than Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. 
Also, by the time the clock strikes midnight, Ryan Seacrest has no idea what he's doing. The man has a million jobs and gets no sleep. Either bring in the corpse to liven the party or get a new co-host to help him out. Maybe the corpse of Dick Cavett, who's still alive. May he rest in peace. Come to think of it, these shows are way too flawed. Why don't we merge them all together, show Carson Daly and Ryan Seacrest on every channel, and have it be a telethon for a good cause? You know, like return of dead corpses to air or removing Jay Leno from television. Something that would make the world a better place. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Katie, Michelle, thank you so much. And let's get on with the show. Happy New Year. Enjoy the show. Yay, absolutely. Katie, I love you. Take care. Say hi to your husband for me. I will. Love you, All right, bye. talk to you soon. Thanks for doing Bye. It. Thanks. Bye. Uh, bye. All right. All right, Michelle, we're going to find out what's what's been going on with Mr. Broyles. Are you ready? Yeah, we are. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Cannot All even stand right. it. Our guest tonight is a comedian and an author out of Los Angeles, California. Please welcome back to the program, Sean Broyles. <laughs> Wow. Wow, look at that. That was boy, that was an entrance. How about that? How, hey, you how know are what you, really sir? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm 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 I don't know why I'm not surprised that you went to a Nas concert with guys named Tyrone and Maurice. I mean <laughs> it, it, it's not like I expected you to say like Chip and Chad, you know, it, it, it had to be Tyrone and Maurice at a Nas concert. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Don't forget Javen. Javen's the one that got us the tickets. There you go, man. <laughs> With the yeah. Amazing. So, so uh, before we get to the controversy that has been plaguing your life for the last few days, let's talk about this tweet you sent out if it, uh, today. If a bird shitting on your head is good luck, then I'm about to get crowned Prince of Zamunda. Punk ass bird with its bloody stool and shit. Did you get uh, crapped on with blood and, and feces? You know, here's the thing. I got a bald head, so I feel anything that hits my head. And uh-huh. I just happened to be walking under a tree, felt it, knew immediately a bird shit on my head. So I put my uh, so I put my hand to wipe it off as as you know, since I'm now a veteran and apparently and having bird shit on my head. And I wipe it off, and it's not just the white poop that you normally see it's bloody it's bloody oh bird poop so maybe, you know maybe the bird had some huh? i don't know maybe he had intestinal, <laughs> intestinal distress he just got out of prison i don't know that bird had colitis jailbird <laughs> yeah jailbird very nice michelle very nice but i'm <laughs> i'm here all night yep <laughs> Yeah, so it was, well, it, it was, you know, they say you get lucky when that happens. I don't know. I mean, if if, if regular bird shit's lucky, I'm guessing bloody bird shit is, you know, I'm going to hit the lottery tomorrow or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, you've had some, some good luck lately, I believe. Uh, yeah. You knew, you knew when to set your DVR, so let's get, get to that. Now, first question, why the hell were you watching KDOC instead of Dick Corpse or Carson Daly? <laughs> Dude, look, you know what's funny about what you said is, it, I mean, to, in all honesty, that Dick Clark thing was a total downer. It was absolutely yeah. the worst. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, let's, okay, yeah, the guy's dead. I, I feel terrible about it, but why do I need a freaking 90-minute retrospective on American Bandstand? Just show me the freaking <laughs> ball drop. So, um, so you know, being out here in L.A., 
I, um, you know, I wanted to watch a local broadcast. I was sitting at home working on a script, so I, I was busy anyway. But I wanted to watch like local, you know, local coverage of the New Year. And right. I just happened to see that this thing was on, and it said with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Mario Lopez and Eva Longoria, and I'm thinking, oh, this sounds pretty cool. I turn it on, and in 30 seconds, the first f bombs dropped on live television. <laughs> live television, 30 seconds. Uh-huh. And that's when I push. That's when I push record. So you didn't know beforehand. You knew 30 seconds into the show to hit record. It was, you know, you know, I, I do comedy and acting and writing and stuff. I used to be a TV reporter, so I know from live reporting and how it needs to mm-hmm. go. And I know, you know, maybe I don't know everything, but I think the first rule of broadcast television is not to air someone saying the f bomb. I would have figured they would have had it on like at least like a thirty second delay or something like there that. There was yeah. no delay, Michelle. None. They, none they, at they all. And so, in their budget. <laughs> right. Yeah, they well, they obviously budget. didn't. Yeah, they obviously didn't have a budget because Jamie Kennedy was hosting. So I mean, it's, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I so I'm watching this thing, and it, it honestly was an abortion because the, first of all, he's doing stand up on stage and bombing. There was a time where he waited ten seconds for a laugh that never came. And so, um, and so the f bomb drops. I say, okay, I gotta record this because who knows what the hell else is gonna happen. And it became the worst slash greatest broadcast in television history. <laughs> now, when I hear you said when you you heard Mario Lopez was gonna be on, oh, that sounds cool. When I hear Mario Lopez is on, I I run. <laughs> Well, you know what? These days, I'd rather take Mario Lopez over a reanimated corpse of Dick Clark. <laughs> no, that'll be the next. That'll be next year. Okay, so yeah, Sean, yeah, exactly. secondly, secondly, the New York Times today said the edited video made its way from little seen local broadcast to viral phenomenon, and you are the reason for this. When you posted it on the YouTube's, did you know it would be this huge? No, absolutely not. Dude, you know, I, I don't know. I know you guys, you know, we're all friends on Twitter and stuff. And, and I know you guys were busy that night, but I was, like I said, sitting here just, you know, wallowing in my own failures. And so I was watching this show. I was doing it publicly. I was doing it publicly. <laughs> so I, 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 I was sitting here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here with a case of beer, and I'm watching this thing and, and working. And, and, and so I, uh, I just started live tweeting about how bad this thing was. And then people started <laughs> – started asking, well, can you throw up video? And so, you know, you guys know me. I throw video up. I, I shoot comedy video. I do it all the sure. time. So I just expected this to be something my friends would get a kick out of. And the next thing you know, and literally in probably an hour, there were 2,000 views. And then wow. a couple hours later, it was up to 10,000. It just kept going. It was it was the craziest 48 hours I've had in, I mean, probably ever. That's insane. That's insane. Well, I think yeah. one of the things I tweeted at the time was, um, once I realized it was going viral, I was like, I, I think the first thing I tweeted was, it's really interesting to watch something go viral from the go beginning, viral. you know? Yeah, because I think I've it's never such seen a that rare happen. thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with all the stuff that you do on the Internet, I yeah. mean, think about, like, one and how many videos that you've posted go viral, you know, or, like, how, or how <sighs> much time you've spent, you know, doing that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what happened. And that's what pissed me off, and that's what I told the New York Times guy. Is I said, you know, it, you know, leave it to someone else's ineptitude to give me the most hits that I've ever gotten. None, none of my comedy brilliance ever gets more than twelve <laughs> hits. And well, that's, that's the thing, Sean. That was, I was so disappointed. I mean, I was 
ultimately not disappointed because it was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. But I was when I first saw you posting about it, I was like, oh man, Sean must have been on the show. You know, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I thought at first. And then I was walking, I was like, well, where is he? <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, I, I had was, nothing to do with it. See, that's <laughs> I also genius. thought similarly and. Uh, I watched through the whole thing, and I'm like, where is this guy? And then by the end of it, when he says, oh, a fight's breaking out, yep, it's ending up the fight, I thought that you were pulling a Jamie Kennedy experiment on him. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie oh, Kennedy. You know, I was, like I said, I, I almost was on that actual show. That's the that's the coincidence of this whole thing. Is that This is the second right. time. I hear that this I'm is not the first time that you've pissed off Jamie Kennedy. What happened no. last time? No, this was like in 04, and, you know, he was doing that Jamie Kennedy experiment. So I, I wanted to, you know, I'm an actor. I wanted exposure, and so I, I tried to get, you know, one of my friends punked, and, I, and, you know, so I brought him in there, and Jamie Kennedy comes out, and all the, you know, as a, like, a 90-year-old chiropractor. It was the worst getup I've ever seen. And so he sits yeah. down, and he, and he introduces himself in this German accent that sounded like a mixture of German and dog, and he comes out and he says, he says, hi, I am Dr. Weissel, woof, woof. And my, and my friend immediately, immediately my friend says, hi, Jamie Kennedy. The second, the second those words came out of his better. mouth. It would have been better if he said, hi, poor man, Seth Green. <laughs> <laughs> the poor wow. man, Seth Green. Wow. Wow, that's low. But yeah, so he says, hi, Jamie Kennedy, and the, and the production just shuts down. Everyone comes running out. Jamie Kennedy's pissed. We get escorted out as, as Jamie Kennedy throws oh. a fit. He, he's literally throwing a fit because you, you, you had to figure with all those outfits, it took him hours in makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously not enough hours. Or at least no. didn't no. have it in their budget to repeat <laughs> from what I've been gathering from the New Year's thing and from this, this event in 2004. He seems like a, a bit of prick. Is is he? You know, only, my only experiences with him have been a prick, and then b this time he just seemed. I don't. With the reaction of this New Year's Eve, he seemed like confused and almost why me-ish. Almost like like we were but crucifying him or something. Yeah, uh, it was it was very <laughs> it was a very strange reaction because he was. Like half of them was saying how it was planned, but yet half of them was saying, "I hope this blows over." So I don't know what right. I really don't know what to make of his reaction to the whole thing. I mean, if I'm him, I'm embracing all this because this is the first time in I don't know how many years people have been talking about Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. I forgot who he let, was. Let me read uh, what he said in the New York Times. Um, this this article is is today, oddly enough, uh, and it's it's in today's paper. It says. Uh, in a phone interview, the comedian said, uh, stated, it was totally supposed to be like that. We wanted to make almost an anti-New Year's Eve show, and the recipe calls for mm-hmm. the unexpected. Um, yeah, I don't buy, I don't he buy said, that. He said, we wanted people to go, what's going to happen next? Now, when, when I read that, um, I think that he's kind of saying that he was going for an Andy Kaufman type approach of, you know, confusing people in this kind of genius uh, way. But the thing is, if you're going to play by those rules, then you don't go on and admit it later, right? Right. Well, here's the thing. Here's the reason why that's bogus. And, again, I understand where, you know, where he's coming from in that I think what he – I think he's 
not lying in that he wanted it to be an anti-New Year's Eve. I don't think he wanted it to be a crystal clear production with, with stellar production values. And I think he just wanted it to look kind of shoddy, which is fine. But there's no way in hell he planned on all the F-bombs that were dropped. There's no way he planned right. on a clearly high Macy Gray who couldn't stand <laughs> up straight. There's no way he could have planned on all the visual and audio glitches. It it just, it was, it was an abortion of epic proportions. (laughs) Well, let me tell you that if you want, if you want a show to go on without a hitch, you you don't invite Macy Gray on New Year's. And I, I remember seeing her. um, It was on the Supernatural tour, the Santana tour for Supernatural, and she opened for Santana <clears throat> at the, the Meadows Music Theater in Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, that show, incidentally, Sean, if you want to know those the friends' names there, it was uh, Jesus and Danny. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're at the Santana show, and Macy Gray goes, you know, it's in the middle of her set, and she just goes, this song's about love. Everybody say love. And the whole crowd is like, love. And then she goes, I'm the wrong motherfucker. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I knew yeah. I knew there was Macy Gray issues when I'm watching her perform, quote, unquote. We're putting that in quotes, perform. Yeah. And I, I think she's just I, simply existing. She was, it was the worst. <laughs> but, but I knew things were going off when she says, um, she goes, if you don't know the words, yes, yeah. Ah, <laughs> I just yell at that. Wait a minute, we don't, we go cap this. Let's do this ten minutes early. Can I do this? What did you know? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. At that point, I go, this is never leaving my DVR ever. No, <laughs> it shouldn't. It's a it's a good thing you kept it there. That was a pretty good Macy Gray impression. So. Thanks. Well, it was I've actually this really good. You got that like <laughs> that, that kind of growly baby talk. Like, ah, yeah, that's, I mean, well, clearly you had time considering all your past failures and everything while you're sitting there. <laughs> right. <Budweiser. laughs> yeah. Um, so it's funny. The funny thing is too is that she. I don't know if you watched the you know the full clip, but she was yeah. trying to sing, and it was. It was something that even Randy Jackson on American Idol would have been like, dog, oh, that, that's weak, dog. I, that's... I, I felt myself <laughs> making, a, making a face. I felt myself Michelle, making a face. Michelle, you sing. Michelle, you yeah. sing. So you know from, from tone and all the pitchiness and all that stuff. Was it not the worst thing ever? It was really, really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. And that's why I was like, is she so high that she can't hear herself? Oh. Or is is it like a, a production manager or some sort of sound issue where she can't hear herself because there's no monitors? Like, it, or both. <laughs> I mean, probably yeah. both. Her, her monitors probably were down a little bit, and then also she was so zooted off her gourd that she couldn't hear <laughs> anything. Anything at all. Well, clearly, yeah. you know, there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were issues with her monitors, given that the, the technical, uh, the, exactly. the AV, exactly. high school AV club that was running that just didn't know what they were doing. Now, the, the New York Times writer, uh, David Itzkoff, also uh, uh, noticed Jamie getting uh, upset when the uh, online verbiage was mentioned, kind of the, the hateration and the holleration online <laughs> and the sansory. And Kennedy's quoted as saying, uh, with the internet, you can't fail anymore. Everything has to be perfect. How come you can't fail anymore or try something? Okay, so maybe it didn't work, but I tried, and you're talking about it. 
Now, this mm-hmm. to me no longer sounds like this was a prank. It no longer yes, sounds like exactly. Right? It kind of sounds like an admittance of defeat, no? No one admits failure for something that was planned. If this was exactly how it was supposed to turn out, then why are you apologizing for it? And But here's the thing, man. Here, and this is in all honesty. I have, I have no hatred towards Jamie Kennedy. I, you know, mm-hmm. he's obviously done a lot of stuff in his life and done, and done a lot of movies and everything else. I'm just saying this. Own up to what happened. Obviously, yeah. you know, kudos for trying. I mean, I think – I think that it was a good idea because, look, I was looking for a local um, L.A. broadcast on New Year's Eve, so this is the whole reason I watched it, was to see local covers. It ended up that I was watching it because it was just terrible, but I I mean, (laughs) he he tried, and I give him credit for trying, but you know what? Own up to the disaster. And then secondly, if if this was planned, why is KDOC pulling it from my YouTube page? Why are they pulling it from YouTube left and right? Why are they sending me cease and desist? I mean, why yeah. are you embracing all the all the publicity you're getting? Do you understand how many people are going to watch this next year if it's done? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and Jamie Kennedy said in the New York <laughs> Times article, I read it, that he got a call or a message or something from Howard Stern saying, hey, I want to do it next year. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Marilyn Manson, too. Marilyn Manson said he wanted to do it. Oh, no, sorry. That's how in God's Wow, name. that's a big, Did that's I? a bit of a leap. I'm an asshole. That's Seriously, when, uh, I mean, like when not Howard Stern <laughs> at all. I am a douche canoe. I meant, I meant Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Um, they're totally but yeah, oh, and I also heard that Jamie Kennedy might do uh, do an Oscar special and stuff. But here's well, the one question about what you just said, though. Do you think that there is any possibility of the network having no idea that it was going to go like that, but Jamie Kennedy... Uh, and company going behind their backs and making it go like that. No, I don't think. I, I think that I don't think they had a clue. Honestly, look, Jamie Kennedy is just BSing everyone. Honestly, no one knew that there were going to be this many f bombs yeah. dropped. So, but but here's the Where thing. If he, That's what I want if, if he really duped the station, um, mm-hmm. then and they were really pissed about it, he wouldn't be hosting another show next year on that on that network. So the fact right. that. So there's so much, there's so many different. Um, it, it's all hypocritical because if KDOC is so upset about what happened, then why did they greenlight another show hosted by Jimmy Kennedy next year? Because mm-hmm. you know, there's really no tune in and watch it, and they can sell that. Yeah, that's, that's why. I, I just, I just nice. wonder if they ever got fined from you know the FCC if they ever. Yeah. You know, someone was posting on one of the like you know like you've seen it. This thing went so viral; it was on every website under the planet. And of course, I I spent you know 24 hours chain smoking and glued to my computer monitor just looking at all these things. <laughs> and um, and and one one of the people said that they thought that maybe because it was a local thing that they were not going to be you know gone after by the FCC yeah. as much as mm-hmm. they would if it was like the Super Bowl you know like like a, a wardrobe right. malfunction or something. Like a Janet boob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no Janet boobs. Well, if you if you uh, uh, let's let's stand Jamie, Jamie Kennedy for another second here, and then we'll move on. But the, uh, the do, you, do you guys know that I often get uh, compared to him? People say I look like him. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Current Jamie Kennedy or 2001 Jamie Kennedy? <laughs> well, yeah, however like, old I was. When I was, you know, however old we both were in 2001, that's when we looked at each other. Look like each other. <laughs> because current anyway. Jamie Kennedy, current Jamie Kennedy looks like 
uh, like Elliot Gould's half brother. <laughs> Somebody said on Twitter that he looks like they were like nice, uh, nice wardrobe. Did you get that idea from Jeffrey Ross? Oh, seriously, it, it was it was pretty. I mean, he he honestly looked like he um, was like uh, getting ready to come out of the Friars Club in New York. You know, it, it was he, he just looked like an old. Oh, just the big glasses. The, oh, just awful. Anyway, when I lived in Burbank, California, when I spent my two years in Los Angeles paying for whatever horrible things I did in my previous life. Um, I would go to a Starbucks there, and the girl behind the counter said, has anyone told you you look like Jamie Kennedy? And I was like, oh, God, I guess that all the And then I was just, she was like, here you go, Jamie. And I was like, you mean Fox, right? And so from that point on, she True. called me Jamie Fox instead of Kennedy. Oh, no. Um, but let's pause for a moment. We're going to do a new segment on the show. It is called Blazing Moments. In Blazing Rye history, or something like that. <laughs> or, so, or something like that. Blazing moments from the show. Blazing moments from the show. Anyway, uh, I'd like to introduce uh, director, choreographer, our uh, uh, dancer extraordinaire, Tom Fogarty. Tom, how are you? Okay, how are you, boo? I'm doing <laughs> fine, sir. Uh, you know Michelle, uh, Tom, Sean. Hello. Now, let's do this. Um, now what we're going to do is recreate a conversation that happened on Blazing Rye uh, in 2012 between me and uh, Chicago gangster Jojo Capone. Are you guys ready? <laughs> what? Sure. All right. Here we go. Uh, Tom, you got your script in front of you? I got it. All right. Here we go. And uh, scene. I heard that you were supposed to be doing something with Rick Ross. Rick Ross requested tracks from you guys. You sent them. He didn't respond. Are you guys cool? Is there beef? What's going on? Actually, it wasn't. I don't consider it an issue with no beef or nothing like that. It's oh just like God. I made my point of just being a man of your word. If you say you're going to do something, Oh, my God. I don't take all that extra, extra hoopla ah. that they want to you through, because that wasn't even the intention when you made the statement out your mouth. This was his request. Spit something in let me hear it. They done that. He was like, man, we could meet up in Miami and bring the whole team down. Because I was like, did you want, you know, because there's five members in the group, did you want just one, two, whatever? He like, oh, my God. oh bring them all down. I'm like, I had the six records back in the same week. You see what I'm saying? So when you done that first record, I'm a hustler with us. I sent him the record this afternoon, and he sent it back to me tonight by 9 o'clock. So that's the person I think I'm doing business with. I'm dealing with, you know. You see what I'm saying? So there's no reason for me to spell the word. So when that didn't happen, he told this to their face. So, like, different situations then once this happens. Let's let's talk about Jim Jones. Oh, he's oh it's still Jim happening. Yes. <laughs> you know how a person says, you can have none of my chips, but your grandmother make you. Share your same chips with him, though. The same dude that don't want none of his chips, she, she make you. You know, make you share yours. Do you think you'll you'll ever be able to break bread with him ever again? 
Oh, no, no. <laughs> Tom Fogarty and JoJo Capone, thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. Take care. I, I got to tell you, just just from experience, you, you had your black accent down, Pat. Just a beautiful. You are now welcome. He, that guy's now welcome to one of my family reunions. <laughs> only he has to bring the cornbread. He has to bring the cornbread. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'll, I'll pass on the word. That was uh, right. that was great moments and blazing rides, blazing histories show something or other. Um, let's uh, let's move on. Um, uh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I need a moment. <laughs> Did that really happen? Is that is that for real? That that kind of was my. Thought. I was like, is that was that exaggerated in some no, way? No, 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 that's, that was, that that's really that's really what he said. My favorite part was when he says something. He says, uh, "So there's no reason for me to think other words." <laughs> but to be fair, to be fair, JoJo Capone did say, or otherwise rather, but I did take that out in the script tonight. Well, for wow. right to be for fair, purposes, sure. Anyway, let's move on. So that was like that was like Tina Fey reenacting the Katie Couric uh, <laughs> interview on SNL. That's kind of what that. Yeah, was. but the difference is that or, Tina Fey did, they didn't alter. Well, right, I didn't alter the script either. They didn't alter the script. Tina Fey did everything exactly the same as Sarah Palin. Oh yeah, you're right. It's no different. What am I talking about? <laughs> I was like, and where are you going with this? <laughs> so Adam Pierce, a professional wrestler, said he didn't notice anything out of the ordinary at this Jamie Kennedy uh, New Year's extravaganza. So what do you think, Sean, of the fact that they had to ask a professional wrestler to defend the shenanigans? Maybe they, there could have been a more credible source. Well, <laughs> well, let me let me first say that Adam Pierce uh, now follows me on Twitter and on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, so oh. I, I will not say anything negative about Adam Pierce, a professional wrestler. Um, Shout out to Adam that, Pierce. He might, <laughs> punch, he might phantom punch you right in the face. <laughs> he might. Uh, but but to, to his credit, he emailed me, and he was like, dude, you know, the fight was – he was just standing there. And there was a, there's a part in the video where you see these two drunk girls, Jamie Kennedy's interviewing on stage. And, they, and one of them starts shoving, and then that's when he has to turn around and – let them know that he's a professional wrestler and he's not having any of it. The fact that he had to be the voice of reason is troubling. <laughs> um, Pierce said, uh, Adam Pierce said that this is how you get people to pay attention to you. Like if you open a bar, you get the bubbly going. Uh, this to me is less like bubbly. It's more like old English spouting out, out of a fire hydrant or something. <laughs> It was straight up Mickey's on ice. <laughs> I mean, it was it it was just and, and you know that's what I think Jamie Kennedy said too that everybody was drunk and and this and that. Well, that's fine, but if you planned it that way, you need to at least let the station know we need to have a five second delay on this because everybody's hammered and we have no right. idea yeah. which way this, this which direction this thing's going. Yeah. Doesn't it irk you, sir, that that others have? Stolen your video now. You you could have had so many hits yourself by now. You uh, could have had to give you some money. Um, you, yeah. I'm I'm not happy. Is that what happens? Does you hit a certain amount of hits and YouTube gives you money? 
That's what um, I hear happen. Yes, but the problem is, is that if it's not your work, so see, I uh, couldn't claim I couldn't claim anything on that because I basically just ripped off what the station right. just posted it. And which, edited you know it. what? There, there's two things that piss me off about this. One is that yes, everybody took it and and is airing it everywhere, but KDOC shut me down, and they've shut down a ton of other sites, but still people are airing it. But the thing that really, really upset me about it was that um, people post video from newscasts and sporting events and entertainment shows and all. They post it on the Internet all the time. So what is mm-hmm. the difference between that and, uh, and copyright laws? And then what I mm-hmm. – I don't see why mine had to be shut down like that. It's just it, – you know, if you're going to enforce one, then enforce them all. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You would think that they would want more exposure. The the KDOC would want would want more people viewing it, more people tune into their their network. Yeah, yeah. you know what's you know what's going to happen is that you know what what's the date today? The seventh or whatever. You know, by January thirtieth or you know even February seventh, people are going to something else is going to happen, and people are going to forget that this happened. And well, it's like, literally yeah. Why it literally had out? 200 oh, – I'm sorry, Michelle. I was just going to say, just to your point, it literally had like 260,000 views in two days. Exactly. And, and it clearly would have gone over a million in a couple more days. And, you know, and that just would have given people an, um, an opportunity to see, you know, more of my work. Because from, from that, we got like a ton of new subscribers on our podcast. We got, I got a ton of new followers on Twitter. So – you know, it's just that's I think what upset me more is that it kind of cost me some. Now, now again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bitch about it because I'm in the New York Times today. But there could have right. been a lot more, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it would, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would have connected your username or whatever to more of your yeah of your stuff, you know. And that's that's how all of this Twitter YouTube stuff works, you know. That's why you tweet and that's why you post stuff is to ultimately. I mean, if you're a performer or you have something to gain from it, that's ultimately what you want. Um, well, and what more, somebody more said, people to see what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And what somebody said was interesting. Was they, they said that, you know, normally these videos, they get posted and they go viral, and you never hear about the person who actually posted it. So it was very mm-hmm. odd that I got kind of drawn into this and people were interviewing me because no one normally does that. And so, right. you know, I, my name was thrown up everywhere, uh, you know. As, yeah. And, and, and people actually did research. And some of these blogs, they were like, you know, they had clearly gone on my website and stuff because some of them said he did a live tweet throughout the night. So, so people were actually looking into me as they were posting it. So it was, it was, mm-hmm. that was the crazy thing for me that people, the focus kind of went on me as the poster. Yeah, that's a that's that's rare. That's special. Yeah. Make you think about there any uh, direct contact uh, between you and, and Jamie Kennedy? No, no, not at all. Or, or the only and the only contact really I've had is like I said, Adam Pierce contacted me to to kind of explain his side, and then uh, of course I got contacted by KDOC through YouTube and a cease and desist. So and which which I had to take the worst. The, the, I had to take this YouTube. Um, uh, copyright school, and they've got these cartoon, uh, like some sort of oh, fools so and goblins. It was so the most patronizing piece of garbage. <laughs> oh well, uh, my name is Larry the Moose, and let me explain to you about <laughs> copyright laws. <laughs> Do you think you have the I, the right to air something that's not yours? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's like you're going it to copyright rehab or something. It's, it's like YouTube's Cool House Rock. 
Yeah. Oh, and then I had to take a yeah. Then I had to take a test afterwards, you know, to to show that I had paid yeah to show that I had paid attention. And then once I passed the test, then my account was reinstated. I'm surprised it didn't oh. make you get out a chalkboard and write, I will not steal and post things on YouTube. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You, you, like, you like shooting videos, funny boy? Well, shoot a video of yourself apologizing to the, to the world. You do that and we might reinstate you. Oh, God. I, I didn't know that, that something like that existed. I thought they just kind of suspended your account for a day or two. Yeah, when you posted that up. picture of yourself in front of the laptop, I was like, what? Yeah, seriously, if you, if you want to laugh, and, and listeners and all you people, if you want to laugh, you just go to YouTube and you type in search copyright school, and it'll pop up. And like I said, it's a cartoon little thing. Of, it's a condescending cartoon thing where they, you know, they basically chastise you and wave their finger at you about why you've screwed up and how you've ruined the world by violating copyright laws. <laughs> by giving the station the attention that it probably needs <laughs> Right. Well, it's an independent station. So, we're we're going to play a game we always play on the show. It's called Hot or Hot Mess, where I give you guys a list of things. You tell me if they're hot or a hot mess. Are you ready? I love everything about it. Let's open it up. Do you want to meet me at Dodger Stadium for a beer? 
That sounds great. I'll meet you outside as long as you have a 40-ounce of Mickey's. I have a four, no, I'm okay. Well, here's the other situation. I am on a bike, but I have a little cart in the back of it. Oh, my and, God. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, did you, let, me, let, me, let me just clarify. So you came from Skid Row, right? No. You're, you're, you're obviously not listening. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I thought I was listening just fine because I heard you were on a bike. Uh, no. With a forty ounce of Mickey's, so I kind of I kind of heard a forty ounce of Mickey's and a bicycle with a with a, with a basket, and I kind of no. assumed Skid Row might have been the place that you were coming from, but but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Sean, what had happened was the following. Okay. Basically, I am starving, like really, really, really starving, and I needed to order a pizza, but because I do not have a home other than my bike and the back seat of my bike. I told them to deliver the pizza to the standard. And I got to the standard, and they said, no pizza's been delivered here. So they called the pizza place, and the pizza place said, no, the other standard is where you said to drop it off. So now here I am. I'm starving. I'm on my bike. My that tires sucks. all busted you know, out. I just got to get on the freeway. Like, help me out, Sean. Well, for, well first of all, here's the thing, Nikki. I don't want to put you on the freeway on a bicycle with a basket. Oh, Sean. Secondly, Nikki, wait, here's the thing that really I, I just feel terrible about is that you have no home, yet you have a cell phone and are calling into yeah, a walk radio just, show. I was just thinking that. So that's Guys, a kind of... If you do not know what priorities are, okay? Yeah. How am I going to have a house if I can't communicate with anybody? I got it on lock. I'm going to go to the standard. I'm going to eat my pizza in the lobby, and they're going to think I'm a guest there. I do it every oh. night. I just don't know what's what in L.A. Do me, do me a well, favor, too, Nikki. You what? Tell, do me a favor, Nikki, and uh, and tell uh, Jenkins. I'm sure that's your pimp's name, right? Tell him I said what's up. I don't up. have a pimp. I'm visiting L.A. That's why I'm looking for directions. Oh, this is just my plan for right now. Well, you did it right because when I first visited L.A., I had no idea that the first thing I needed to do was buy a bicycle with a basket. No, I didn't buy the bicycle. I borrowed the bicycle. Nobody is listening to me. How the fuck do I get to the standard? <laughs> thank, Nikki, thank you for the call. I think you have a couple options. I think you take the 10 to the 134 to the 101 to the 5, right. and you'll be there. Uh, thank you for calling. All that right, was thanks awesome. for your help. Bye. Thanks, Nikki. Goodbye. That was awesome. That reminded me of, like, doing stand-up and just have, and getting a heckler and abusing the shit out of that heckler. <laughs> that was – that you, – you don't understand. I've been hungover all day. That just reinvigorated my spirit of life. <laughs> just whipping that girl and her basket, basket and her bicycle and her pizza at standard apart just made my life worth living. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, I think you may need to see a, a counselor or someone. Let's <laughs> let's get back to hotter hot mess. Um, how about uh, is Jamie Kennedy a hotter hot? Oh wait a second, Michelle, did you say it was hotter hot mess that I went fever? Hot uh, hot mess. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. Next up, uh, Jamie Kennedy. Uh, is he hot or a hot mess? Let's start with you, Michelle Kennedy. Uh, hot mess, definitely. Oh, if hot mess. If I'm sober, hot mess. If I've had a couple drinks, hot. Let's be honest. All right, Sean Broyles. <laughs> I'm actually going to look at this from a flip side, which I think that everyone here is missing. I'm going to say he's hot right now because look, we're talking about him. No one's talked about him in years. So That's regardless true. of how. Regardless of how much of an old Jewish lawyer he looked like on, on stage, <laughs> I I think he's hot right now. I think that's what's going on. 
<laughs> and how about Congress's handling of the fiscal cliff? Sean, hot or hot? Uh, I'm going to have to say hot just because they did it. I was I was never I, I never thought it was going to happen. I thought that they were going to uh, bump heads for you know into the new year and and the deadline was going to pass and nothing would have been done and I would have lost everything because that's what they were telling me was going to happen. But I'm going to say it's hot because they got it done. And Michelle, I'm going to say it's a bunch of bipartisan bullshit. Hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't bipartisan the good the good word though? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not, I mean, yeah, but here's the thing is, like, you know how much I, I love my Dems. Uh, nobody oh nobody was God. really – what? Don't oh my God, me. My you Dems. know how much I love my Benz. Thanks, princess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 said, I said Dems. I said Dems, not Benz. Oh, I thought you said Benz. Jesus. I don't drive. I thought you said Jack. <laughs> Democrat Dems. Oh, okay. Oh, screw it. Screw it. Hot mess. Forget I said anything. Forget I said anything. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what answer you just gave, but it was the perfect one. And last <laughs> up on Hot or Hot Mess, uh, jock straps. Are they hot or a hot mess? Uh, Sean? Mm-hmm. Um, being that I used to cover sports and um, and I used to be in a lot of locker rooms, I would say, uh, <laughs> jock, are you saying jock straps? Or just yes. itch. No, I would say I would say jock straps are hot because when I would go into a locker room, the ones who weren't wearing jock straps would make me feel very inadequate. <laughs> and what about you, Michelle? They're like man thongs. I don't really know how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't like to think about them, so I'm going to say I like to pretend that that they don't happen. So I'm going to say I don't a hot. Mess. A hot mess. Fair enough. All right, yeah, let's nothing. move on. Last order of business, Sean. You have a podcast. Well, tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing it for uh, shoot about eight months now. It's uh, called Black Dude White Chick. Uh, basically, it? it's just me and my wife because I'm black and she's white, and so we do it that way. <laughs> and uh, and I figured that was the easiest way to, to to name a show was just to name it what it is. And so we just talk about entertainment and our lives and do it in a funny way. And I, you know, it's uh, uh, we, I think we've gotten about fifty some odd episodes, so it's 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 been pretty cool. We're gonna get back to it though this week because the kids were off of school, so we couldn't really do it. But now they're back to school and the house is empty, and we can do it again. Let the swearing you know, begin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the swearing all already began on New Year's Eve. Do you know That's that the uh, Kevin Smith has a podcast with his wife uh, called uh, Plus One Per Diem, and your show kind of reminds me of, of their show. He does it uh, with his wife, Jen Schwalbach. Oh, so I very, didn't know that. Very funny. Yes, completely different energies, but very funny. Um, let's get to this. Uh, uh, a co- well, let's play a couple clips from the show. Uh, the first one is uh, Insane Super Ghetto Facebook Posts. What? <laughs> go ahead and set this one up. Basically, I have friends from all over the country on my Facebook page, and sometimes the posts get a tad ghetto, and they're difficult to read. And so I was <laughs> I was bitching about how terribly ghetto people are when they post on Facebook. All right. We're going to play a couple minutes of that, and then we'll be back, and we'll do another one. So here we go. This is uh, Sean Royals, Black Dude, White Chick, uh, Insane Super Ghetto Facebook this, post. This person, I see her... 
comment to something pop up. Mm-hmm. And I read the comment, and it makes no sense at all. And then so then I look at the actual post that she commented on. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the – first of all, the, the person's name – and I'm not going to say the last name – but the person's name who made this initial post is Yaya. And here's what Yaya had to say. And I'm just going to read this how I think it was said. Okay. Here's what Yaya said. No matter if you in jail or on the streets, what's in the dark will come to light. The shit I found out this past weekend, you niggas nasty, LMAO. They like man pussy. I guess bitches ain't doing their job anymore, y'all undercover brothers. SMGH, LMAO, just nasty. Basically, I love how you turned on your Steve Harvey voice. Basically, what I get from that is the same thing I get if I read ancient Arabic. Right. I don't know what that means. Oh. So then the friend comments back and says, in all caps, all caps, by the way, <laughs> shit. Gee, some bitches do they job. Some niggas boy love boy pussy. And them niggas getting down at the same D time. Fucking punks after dark, but loving day baby NDA light. S-M-M-H-F. Quick balls talk to fucking punks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, Mich- Michelle, what do, you, what do you think about boy pussy? <laughs> oh. oh my god. I I I don't All right. Fair enough. And how about the, the next clip? Uh are you smarter than a kid that may or may not have finished fifth grade? What's this about? Basically, my wife hates it whenever I ask her any questions that have to do with education. And I was simply trying to ask her a question, and she wanted to avoid it. And this is what happened. It's kind of like Michelle with the last three questions that I asked her. Right. There you go. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Sean Broyles and his wife, Kim, are you smarter than a fifth, than a kid that may or may not have finished fifth grade? Black dude, white chick. <clears throat> It's loading. No. Is it? That's what I think so. Says. Oh, Lord. We're, we're getting what... on some Jamie Kennedy shit right now. There you go. I know. Where's Adam Pierce when we need him? That's some karma. <laughs> Let me, I'm, I'm going to restart the switchboard. All right, I restarted it. Let's go back. Let's go back. Fuck, shit. Fuck, fuck. What the fuck are they doing? Fuck. All right. Here we go. We call, and they say, well, you haven't satisfied your deductible, which is a flat-out lie because I've I'm on more medications than Gandhi. <laughs> I'm on more medications than the Pope. So I've been satisfying our deductible since 1985. <laughs> okay? Is that safe to say? Uh, yes. yes. So don't talk to me about a deductible because I've got 50 prescriptions sitting right here that will tell you otherwise. So, um, so I call the insurance company, and the insurance company says, well, yes, you have a $300 deductible. Uh, dollar family deductible. Mm-hmm. I said, well, well, I've met that about 10 times over already. Right. And she says, well, no, you have a $300 family deductible plus you have a $150 each individual deductible. And so that's what, like, uh, so with five people, that's $750. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, you got close, Sarah. That was. I started to, and then you jumped. Would in you have made seven fifty? I would have made seven fifty. One fifty times five, you would have made it. Yeah. One fifty times six. Initially, I said one fifty times six. I was thinking nine hundred because wow. I was thinking six, and so I paused for a second. I'll give you a really tough one. No, we're not testing my math skills is, on the air. I just want to see if you learned no. basic math. No, I'm not doing. Just this. listen to this. I'm and not see if you know it. Just listen it doesn't to matter the what question. You say. I'm not <laughs> if you don't know it, then you don't. You're gonna embarrass me, so don't. Listen, math this is an easy one. <laughs> I have a hard time helping our second grader with her math. I'm not doing Let this. Me just kiss. I'm not smarter than a fifth grader. I will not be answering this question. <laughs> this is an easy one, man. What's next on the What's next on the uh, agenda just, here? Let, just listen. <laughs> one and one is two. Three thousand. No. Times ten. <laughs> That's an easy one. Three thousand times ten. There we go. What is that? What does that have to do with? It's just to learn, to see whether or not you knew the basic premise of if you times it by 10, you just add a zero. That's all I was trying to figure out. I'm not trying to embarrass you, just trying to make you confident in your math abilities. Um, and Michelle, what do you think about boy pussy? <laughs> the greatest oh. phrase ever. I think... I think I think I've dated a couple of boy pussies. Hey. <laughs> that's what that's what this person was saying. That's what she said. <laughs> I listen, I feel it. I feel her. I don't feel it. I feel her. <laughs> All right. Well check him out. Uh Sean Broyles website of joy is at Seanbroyles dot com. Um what's the name of your book? Just give up? Just give up. Uh why nothing in life is worth trying at all ever. And uh and of course you can <laughs> Of course, you can find me on Twitter. Find me at Sean Broyles uh, yes. at Twitter, S-H-A-U-N-B-R-O-Y-L-S, and I just do a bunch of uh, nonsensical stuff like birds shooting on your head with bloody stool. <laughs> that collided bird strikes again. All right, yes. Sean. We we appreciate you coming on. This was a blast, as always. Uh, Anytime. Anytime, guys. All right, take care. Bye. Have a good night. Yep. Bye, Bye Sean Broyles. <laughs> All right, Michelle Kinney. Well, I can't yeah. thank you enough for uh, co-hosting the first hey, show Anne, of 2013. I'm so I couldn't, I couldn't be happier to be here. You know, I love, I love Blaze and Ryan. I don't know if, if anybody out there is listening. I've known Ryan a long time. We met, gosh, I was, we were like 18 or 19 years old. So that was, I've known you for like two years. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. Some, Two years. Something like that. <laughs> and something like could, that. You <laughs> could not be happier right to be here that. once again. I love it. I love coming on. So thank you for awesome. having me. Absolutely. Well, uh, Michelle, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And lastly, if you have a Barbie doll, send it over backwards, cut off her hair, Burn her knuckles on the stove and leave her in some drawers. Good night, everybody. Good night, Michelle. Good night, Ryan. Bye.